Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so who is Sophia? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, if I go to share my professional biography, yeah. I am a dance instructor, a choreographer. Mm-hmm. I am a woman of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, and I am a, just a multi-passionate mm-hmm. woman. Um, I love everything to do with singing, dancing, um, kids. I love kids. Um, and just in general, just being able to change people's lives in one way or another in a positive light mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i've been through um a few things that have shaped how i present myself to be mm-hmm. um there's definitely been times in my life that i presented to me to be just like i'm a student mm-hmm. or like i am a choreographer or i am this and i think that i focus a lot on the title of who i was mm-hmm. versus the actual person like mm-hmm. sophia mm-hmm. is so it feels really good to say like i am like i'm just me mm-hmm. like unapologetically me um because there isn't a lot of that lately mm-hmm. i love that and it's funny you said titles because I feel like titles are one thing that can chain you to yes. what you do. So I'm wondering, when did you decide not to be limited to one title or to one thing or one profession? Um, so, I mean, I guess background story. Um, I started singing when I was like eight or nine. Uh-huh. I lost a singing competition oh. and I was like, yeah, I'm never doing this again. Uh-huh. So I didn't. Uh, then my mom started taking me to dance class, like Zumba classes and mm-hmm. Soka classes. So I started doing that. And I was like, wow, I mean, I'm like, this is my culture so I can dance. But I also really enjoy it. So from there, I started dancing, teaching, choreograph- doing choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was Sophia the dancer. Okay. I was Sophia the one who worked at ENCO, the yeah. dance instructor at ENCO. Yeah. Sophia, like my dance teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I became to be like everyone knew me as that that's what I titled myself so I was like dancing all the time Mm -hmm. training all the time to be the dancer um it wasn't until um I started I've always like known about God and I've always been very intrigued about my faith and about Mm -hmm. where you know who I am Mm -hmm. actually um and who I am started to come up because I was getting lost in um a lot of people and things Mm -hmm. so um almost like I was I would just go wherever I was pulled like I was like mm-hmm. a fish hook and I would just latch on and yeah. wherever it took me I went yeah. um and that was just a, like an identity thing where when you don't know who you, whose you are or where you came from mm-hmm. you kind of are just willing to be shaped by your environment mm-hmm. so that happened to me uh in high school a lot so grade 11 12 um I didn't go to college or university right after school mm-hmm. I traveled um I was in multiple relationships mm-hmm. that um to be really honest, and I think I have to be, and this allows other people to, I guess, be freed from a, th- a lot of things that they're feeling. Yeah. Um, I let myself be identified by those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we get lost because if we don't know who we are, mm-hmm. we end up being what the other person wants us to be. True. Um, true. So that was like when I had it. <laughs> I yeah. think I had a breaking point. Um, and I don't know when it actually hit, but a bunch of people around me were like, girl, like I can't recognize you. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the worst part that somebody can say, worst thing somebody can say to you mm-hmm. when you know you're not being yourself. Like, yeah. I got a text message, I remember, and it was like, you're somebody different on social media than mm-hmm. you're with me, than you're with your family, than you're with your significant other, and, like, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And it's those things like that that, like, you either say, oh, snap, like, I'm not, and what am I going to do about it? Or, yeah. like, who cares? I'm just going to continue doing because this is what I do. So yeah. I decided to take it as, like, okay, there's something wrong here Mm -hmm. because I genuinely didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Not like in my health and I just didn't feel passionate. I had, I was waking up being like, what is my life? Like I'm hurt. I'm heartbroken. I feel empty. I have no money. Mm -hmm. I have no energy. I'm working. I was working as a bartender after high school and it was just like, I know what I'm doing, but I, it's almost like my body was like detached from like everything else like Mm -hmm. my heart my mind my body my soul like I didn't know what I was doing so um I found a church um I just kind of like started surrounding myself around people that had what I wanted like I would see people be happy and I'm like like how how do they do that you know how does one become happy how does one begin to love themselves like I looked like the most confident person on the outside but Mm -hmm. inside I was literally dying being like like I don't know who I am so um, the biggest thing for me was identifying who I was in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but not even before I even got to that, I'm like, who does God say I am? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not a believer, if you don't, you know, if somebody doesn't know about God or they've heard it before, it's 
it's knowing that you were made by somebody greater and bigger and that you're not defined by what's on this world but who you like who you were created by Mm -hmm. so um that conversation is probably a little lengthier but identifying like myself as a a daughter of god like Mm -hmm. it was just like like something clicked like i am worthy i am like meant to be here you know like i am not my body isn't for everyone i am not meant to do everything Mm -hmm. i was called for a greater purpose and once you start to actually like recognize that you were and i would see certain parts of myself that i'm like girl you're meant for so much more and people Mm -hmm. would tell me i was like something's needed something needs to change so um i'm so grateful for like i guess the places that I've been, the people that I've been with, because it's taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, starting my dance business, Confidence and Movement, was probably the first thing that I did after having this, like, awakening awakening moment yeah. where I was like, wow, like, I love, you know, especially because I went through a moment where I wasn't confident, yeah. to finding the confidence through dance, through Latin dance, through mm-hmm. my roots, I started Confidence and Movement. Mm-hmm. So um, started with women classes in um, in studios and then, obviously the pandemic shut everything down for me so i started uh, a dance studio in my basement opened that up took some private clients in there uh, but i started doing outdoor classes uh, for women and you know it was beautiful like just seeing women wanting to better themselves physically emotionally mentally and what dance did for them was like my everything it was like this is it this is what i want to do and but maybe other people can relate to this and maybe you can relate to this it's like sometimes you feel like it's still not fulfilling you like why is it not filling me up right Mm -hmm. so i realized that um sometimes we we just things happen in seasons and that was my season to go full force on confidence and movement i'm looking to make a comeback with it but um i wasn't sophia the dancer i knew i wasn't just that like Mm -hmm. i like i show up like that and for that reason i have confidence in movement and have my brand but i knew that um, I could also showcase what I have, mm-hmm. like what's in me and what I, I have to give in other means, yeah. like social media, like content creation, like speaking, mm-hmm. like social work, um, like church events and stuff like that. So I knew that this is a stepping stone in the right direction of confidence mm-hmm. in movement, could be confidence in content, yeah. could be confidence in Christ. Like, yeah. And that was where I was like really started to find my place and then transitioning into social media, mm-hmm. um, I think it was a combination of, I was tired of seeing fakeness. Like I was just so exhausted of like everybody being the same, looking the same, doing the same. And I went through it, right? Like yeah. um, if everyone's doing this business, then like I'm running and doing the business because yeah. they're making money, they're doing the thing. Like, and if that's what everyone's doing, that's what I got to do to make it, yeah. right? And that's what we think. We think that there's only one way, mm-hmm. but there isn't a right way there's just the way that you decide to do it so you know that like the beginning of the pandemic was probably a little rough for everyone like it was for me and um it was definitely about um setting yourself apart and Mm -hmm. the bible says that a lot and like jesus says i am set apart and for me i was like i know i'm set apart but i just i I can't find it i can't find how (laughs) um until i found my way kind of in in targeting the businesses that struggle to show up authentically and Mm -hmm. confidently in their own brands and creating that content so that's Mm -hmm. when i said like this has everything to do with confidence showing up authentically Mm -hmm. creating content that actually appeals to them in their business Mm -hmm. um but helps people in return Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess that's where i am now like that's my transition it's such a long story but i mean i like and there's details in between but um that's like where i am now is being able to show up as like who I am, mm-hmm. not who society wants me to be, mm-hmm. not what the norm is, because I don't believe that I'm anything close to normal, yeah. <laughs> um, and not following any um, structure of what like I should, what a woman in business should be doing, mm-hmm. or anybody on social media should be doing. Like oh, like you know, you're showing up as yourself. Like yeah. you don't wear makeup, or you, you know, you talk about faith, or you talk mm-hmm. about things like yeah, you know, that's what we're supposed to be doing. But that's what I want to shine out through my clients and the people that i work with mm-hmm. so i love that so then I'm, I'm i'm wondering because i think the dance thing is probably i can relate with that with soccer when i used to play with so- when i used to play soccer and that mm-hmm. whole identity component and doing something a lot and then attaching it to yourself now i'm wondering how much of 
say because you come from a Latin background mm -hmm. and you spent a lot of time dancing, how much of your family atmosphere or dynamic like affected you, especially at that time? You know what? Like not a lot. No, okay. I have the most supporting family in the yeah. world. Like I don't know what like what I do without my family. Mm -hmm. From my parents are separated, but it mm -hmm. doesn't take away from their love and their support for me. Like if I woke up one day and said like I want to become a real estate agent, I'm yeah. pretty sure they'd be like, "Oh, another thing? Okay, go ahead." Yeah, like yeah. and my my family dances, but it's 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 the cultural thing that they understand that um, things come in seasons. Like mm -hmm. they told me, they're like, you don't have to do this forever. Like you don't need to be just doing one thing. And yeah. that's probably the best thing that I've had to hear because if I was stuck doing one thing, then I'd probably be a bartender still. And they were so like, I didn't just dance when I was dancing. I was a bartender. I had, I had a serving job as well. I was teaching dance. Um, and I was also serving. So mm -hmm. like, like serving at church. Yeah. So I wasn't like just doing one and thing. At what age? Sorry. I'm 24 now, so um, I was probably like 20, 21. Okay, okay. 19, 20, 21. Okay. And so I was always doing a lot. And for them, they were like, do whatever you want until you find what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And even when you find what makes you happy, mm -hmm. continue doing other things that make you happy as mm -hmm. well. So my family still dances. Like, yeah. we'll, like, and because it's just in us, mm -hmm. like, it's not like I'm missing anything. Yeah. Like, I'll still get up and, and dance with my with my dad or with my mom or we'll still go to dance classes. Mm -hmm. um, but I do miss it. Like, I miss it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I miss dancing. An only child? No, 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 no. Oh, I have three. I have three other siblings. I have two older sisters mm -hmm. and then a younger brother. Okay. Not and so much younger than me, but he's like. And your sisters, did your sisters have, like, in, a big impact in, on you at that time? Were they also dancing or? No, my sisters don't dance. My sisters are actually kind of the opposite of me. Really? Okay. So in personality, they're a little bit more introverted. Mm -hmm. um, my older sister is an account, a bookkeeper. Okay. So she has her own accounting company. Um, she's also a leader at church okay. um, in the youth and the indigenous um, communities. Mm -hmm. um, my other sister is a lash technician and the mess, like she's a great mom. Yeah. Um, and then my younger brother uh, was in like sales and he's okay. just also very multi-passionate. Mm -hmm. So they had, they were just very like, okay, you're doing something else. Like, cool, let's go. Like, yeah. <laughs> I will take the run with you, you yeah. know? So um, it's just, it's really great to have like a positive impact and not always being like, um, you know, what's my family going to think about it? Mm -hmm. I've actually never had that fear. Okay. Like it's something very common for other people. They're like, mm -hmm. wait, I have to ask my dad first or yeah. wait, I have to ask my family first. I'm mm -hmm. like... I've never, I don't think I've asked, like, maybe I've had to ask permission out of being kind, yeah. but never did that steer me away from following my dreams. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you don't respect your parents. Oh, no, no, no. It yeah. just means at a certain age, you understand that the decisions you make, you will either bear the consequences or the rewards of them. Because that's something I find, yeah. especially when I speak to some friends, because even me, like, say, like, doing the podcast, me and him were talking about it before. Uh, potentially on Mother's Day getting like our mothers here and doing like a Mother's Day nice. episode type thing. And we were saying how, you know, my mom every time, hey mom, I'm going to shoot a podcast episode. Oh, like, is it making money yet type thing? And like, I know it's innocent, mm -hmm. but that's also, if somebody really, not to say I don't value my mom's opinion, but if somebody was, if they make decisions based on what their parents say, then they might be apt to stop as soon as their parents either crack a joke like that or kind of insert like a hey what is this doing for you right mm -hmm. now type thing whereas with me it's like i whole, wholeheartedly respect my parents i honor my parents but at the same time i understand there are some decisions that i have to make because they will either change my, the trajectory of my life for mm -hmm. the better or mm -hmm. for the worse and i know my parents want that for me and i think sometimes especially because were your parents born here no so they were born overseas yes same as mine mm -hmm. so i understand they want what's best for me yeah but i think sometimes they kind of confuse wanting what's best for me for knowing what's best for me absolutely because that's where my parents inspired me but also propelled me to being like do what you love mm -hmm. you can work hard and still do what you love mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that you have to work hard forever mm -hmm. i love that i actually want to bring you back to that disappointment thing because i mm -hmm. think that's i think that's very important and from People that I've spoken to, primarily women, I'd say, that is something a lot of women struggle with, especially when it comes to either pursuing something that they love. Mm -hmm. Because obviously men and women, like there are, there are similarities, there are differences, but I find typically like men are more willing to go after something hmm. as far as whether it be a profession or something that they like versus women. Like I have friends that are either good at singing or are creative people, 
but either because of family backgrounds or because of the fear of disappointment in family or in friends, they fear going and doing or putting themselves out there. So I'm wondering, is that something you, is that a struggle you never had? Or did you have to come to a point where you're like, I'm not, I'm not as worried about what people might think if I drop everything and go and do content creation or start dancing or do all the things that make me happy? Because that's definitely mm -hmm. something most people have in the back of their mind. Especially, I can say for myself, like I took me maybe a couple months before we even did this because I had that on my mind. People would tell me, hey, you should start a podcast. But I'm second guessing myself and I'm saying, I'm using the excuse of a lot of people have this already. What am I gonna bring to the table that other people don't? And kind of mm -hmm. taking away, I guess, like my flavor that I might bring to this and just saying, you know, this is what everybody does. And if mm -hmm. I join, I'll just be another fish in a big pond. Mm -hmm. So how did you either overcome that or was that something you never struggled with? I've always struggled with it. Like mm -hmm. I'd be lying to say that I didn't come here being like, I'm doing a podcast like yeah. what am I a f like I'm just following what everybody else is doing yeah, everyone's yeah. doing a podcast everyone's speaking on a podcast but if everyone's not doing it why can't you mm -hmm. and oh, I like that. when I started everything that I did I was mm -hmm. like I'm not qualified everybody watching this that's my friend and mm -hmm. that has worked with me before knows that my excuse to myself has mm -hmm. always been I'm too young uh -huh. and I don't have experience mm -hmm. I've always told myself that but it's like I do have the experience mm -hmm. and I have the knowledge and it's good that I'm young mm -hmm. because guess what? You're not going to hire a 70 year old to create your content. Are you? True. You're also a 70 year old is also not going to create a podcast like you can. They can create their own, Yeah. but they can also teach how to dance, but yeah. they're not going to do it the way I do it. Mm -hmm. And so when I, my fear has been disappointing people like okay. me saying, I'm going to do something and then I don't do it. Yeah. And because that fear lingered, what you fear appears the most. Mm -hmm. So I started seeing it appear mm -hmm. like I did disappoint people. And it was yeah. like, well, that was my thought. No, like mm -hmm. that was my intention. My intention was I don't want to disappoint people. So what came out of it was disappointment of people Yeah. Um, until I started. And then then my mentality started to change to like, if I do this and it doesn't go well, I could always just try something new. Is, was that always your thought or is that something? It was always my thought. Okay. I was like, if this doesn't work out, I could always just try something else. But uh -huh. it wasn't a good thing because if it didn't work out, then I would just leave. Oh, and again, okay. that's something I feared. So it's something that would appear. Mm -hmm. Something hard would happen and I would leave. Mm -hmm. It was like, I, and I talk about a lot about coping mechanisms and that's one of them. Mm -hmm. Just leave. Mm -hmm. Fighter, like fight or flight. Let's yeah. go. Okay, good. I'm done. I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. And then the last thing that like, I, I, I wouldn't say my fear is to, um, is, is about people. Like, I think that we either let people motivate us or we let them bring us down okay. um and i don't believe that i have anyone around me in my life that brings me down mm -hmm. anymore uh or have you never had i've never let them affect me okay like if you were bringing me down mm -hmm. i'd be like yo you're you're bringing me down yeah. like like you're honest and open like that yeah okay and it but honest and open means i was rude about it because i will mm -hmm. say like i wasn't a very nice per I'm the nicest person like mm -hmm. be like yo like why are you doing that? Like, yeah. that doesn't make me feel good. Like, okay, cool. Peace out. Yeah. That's not exactly the, like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that if someone's bringing you down. But it's like, now I'm more mature about it of being like, hey, like, why do you think like that? Because mm -hmm. there will be people around you that will say like, are you sure that's a good idea? Like, yeah. you're going to start a podcast. Like, you're going to, you know, there's a, there's a podcast that already includes the word table in it. Yeah. You're really going to put the word <laughs> table in it. Like, you're going to film it. You know, you don't have the right space. Like, are you, you know, what are you going to do? And it's like that, that fear is always going to be installed to you. But if you believe it, it will be so. Mm -hmm. But I also think that fear is necessary for you to get started because if 100%. you didn't have the fear, you wouldn't have started this. 100%. And it's sometimes needed to prove yourself wrong. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I was like, what do I know about social media? Yeah. I want to just go for social work. Mm -hmm. Social media and social work are not the same thing. <laughs> um, and I'm also like, you know, people have gone to school for this. I'm 24 years old. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a hundred thousand followers yeah. like who's really gonna listen to me mm -hmm. then i realize is who's not gonna listen to me because different question different it's it's the way you see the perspective so mm -hmm. who's not gonna be on your podcast who wouldn't listen to your podcast mm -hmm. right like i know that everybody watching this probably maybe wants to start something up or they want to start doing something but their fear has been like so if everyone's doing it what's gonna make me stand out and that's the question that you need to ask yourself it's what's mm -hmm. gonna make you stand out because mm -hmm. Um, if you look, like, I give the example of if you go to 5 and 10, there's a nail shop right beside each other. There's yeah. a barber shop beside each other. Mm -hmm. 
and they never asked each other like hey like you getting business or what they focus and stay in their own lane and yeah. that's what i believe everybody should be doing and that's kind of the approach i've been taking i've been wanting to quit for a while in social media because i'm mm-hmm. like okay well what if it doesn't work should i just leave and it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't work because i'm not working mm-hmm. and that's the reality is things are not going to work if if you fear it's i and i listened to this on another podcast is what you fear or mm-hmm. what you feel is what you end up like attracting on the other end so if you Mm -hmm. suppress that emotion of like i fear it i'm scared of it i don't want to do it it actually comes back in a different way and Mm -hmm. then you're like oh so it's not meant to be or so i'm not supposed to do it so Mm -hmm. um yeah definitely like i i'd like to say i have a harder mindset now but like it's more so like tough skin like i've learned to like have tough skin where if somebody tells me like i don't think you can do it i'm just like i don't think you can do it you probably think you can do something and that's why you're telling me that i can do it Mm -hmm. and it's learning to have grace for those people because if it was my parents Mm -hmm. be like that's okay like thank you so much for sharing yeah if it was a partner if it was somebody in my life like a best friend and they told me like hey like are you sure like Mm -hmm. "Mm, i don't think so i'd be like you know what thank you because at the sometimes that the projection is not like it's not about it's me not right yeah. it's them mm-hmm. that they they want to start something but they don't believe that they can do it mm-hmm. so they're going to project that right back on you mm-hmm. and that's where i always say like you know what just when you find something like run after it mm-hmm. don't look back because the moment you look back you're going to turn into sand mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. i like using that reference because it's so true if you spend your whole time looking back you'll never see what's in front of you mm-hmm. and even what you said about tough skin because that's very important and that's something you develop over time that's not something you're born with that's okay. something you have to develop over time, and I think I'm a softie. And I think what, and I think the people mistake mm-hmm. um, toughness for being mean, mm-hmm. and those two things are very different. Like I've, I used the analogy before of I had spent some time in a country called Gibraltar. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, it's south of Spain. It's okay. a British Isle. It's literally right under La Línea. I spent quite a little bit of time there, mm-hmm. and they have these wild monkeys. They're okay. called Barbary macaques. I think it's the only country in Europe to have wild monkeys like if you go there anytime mm-hmm. like you'll walk around and there'll be there's monkeys around there's monkeys mm-hmm. in the restaurants there's monkeys on the road and they'll take your food and stuff like that but the monkeys don't have tails okay. and that was the first time that i had seen a monkey or yeah first time i'd seen a monkey with no tail mm-hmm. and when i had asked one of the tour guides about the monkeys i was like why do these monkeys not have tails and he had said that when they when they came from i think they came from the south mm-hmm. or from the north sorry they came with tails, but because at a period in time, Gibraltar went through a winter, and because of that, they froze their tail off. And what happened was their babies were born without tails. So what they had done was they had adapted to their environment, which I found very interesting. So That's the parents, amazing. The parents had tails, their tails were frozen off in the winter, and their babies, rather than having tails, they lost their tails. Not because of anything they had done, mm-hmm. but because their parents had endured winter, and now you are basically i'm passing down what i've gotten which is why i find language also is usually hereditary like the parents the way your parents talk is usually passed down so and this is what i had said to a friend i was like you know you have this if you constantly have this i can't do attitude Mm -hmm. your kids will speak the same way you do Mm -hmm. it's not just a matter of spanish french and english like Mm -hmm. yes those things your, your kids will learn but they will also learn the way you speak so mm-hmm. to have tough skin, that's also something that you pass down to your kids. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering, is there, if like you said, you were, you've been a softie, mm-hmm. is there one instance you can remember where you really had to develop tough skin or you might say the catalyst for you <laughs> now having, uh, you're laughing, <laughs> is there a story in mind? Um, honestly, people just like amaze me because I've had to learn tough skin depending on who the person is. Okay. Like my my dad is tough like mm-hmm. he is a very tough spanish mm-hmm. colombian father yeah. um and that to say like he has so much love in him now and it mm-hmm. was seeing his transition of being tough yeah. to being loving mm-hmm. that turned me from being and it's not here's the difference is mm-hmm. that like you just said tough and mean yeah. and then nice and getting walked over yeah okay so i consider myself as a woman in a relationship, mm-hmm. I got walked over. Mm-hmm. And that was because I didn't have tough skin to be mm-hmm. like, you can't take advantage of me. Yeah. Right? You can't play with my emotions. So mm-hmm. I consider myself to be a very sensitive woman. Mm-hmm. And I love that about myself. I think that's one of the best traits as women that we don't allow ourselves Our to be. Mm-hmm. Because, um, again, like I keep going back to like Proverbs, yeah, like yeah. the Bible and like yeah. Proverbs 31, it talks about the woman, right? The mm-hmm. woman is sensitive. The woman is light. Mm-hmm. The man is tough. Yeah. 
the woman is and i feel like i started being like i want to be tough because Mm -hmm. i i kept getting walked all over and i was like i want to be tough and i want to be this big tough girl and i started seeing like i was actually being mean on what period time period is this um, a little younger me, so, so like school? eighteen, oh, okay. yeah, 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 eighteen, okay. Hi- yeah, finishing high school, um, yeah, like you know, it's like you get walked all over, and you just mm-hmm. want to be mean, you want to be nasty, you mm-hmm. want to like you don't know grace. Mm-hmm. I didn't know grace. I didn't know what loving and understanding that hurt people hurt people. I didn't mm-hmm. get oh, it. Yeah, I didn't get it mm-hmm. then, but I get it now that it's like you know what? If you're hurt and you're stained and something is hurt in your heart mm-hmm. i can only extend grace but my tough skin won't allow you to come and check me because mm-hmm. i can't let you leak into me mm-hmm. and that's i think a really good balance that i'm building i'm not i haven't mastered it yeah. i think um being sensitive and emotional my my <laughs> my different characteristics mix because yeah. i want to be tough but i mm-hmm. still get sensitive yeah or i want to be sensitive but i'm tough mm-hmm. So I think that um, building that tough skin looks like it, you you have to want to apply it in your life, mm-hmm. right? Um, and apply it with just about everything mm-hmm. with grace. Like I, I know that tough skin may not work with some of my clients yeah. because some of them don't have tough skin. Mm-hmm. So if I come to them being like a hard body mm-hmm. business owner, yeah. it might push them away and yeah. it might hurt them. If I come being a tough skin to my, my students, mm-hmm. my youth, they might be like, whoa, 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 chill. Like, yeah. I, like you didn't have to come out like that. But mm-hmm. it just depends. I think there's a good balance in where where you decide. But yeah, the the situation that probably turned me into having tough skin was seeing, like, and having people in my life mm-hmm. tell me, like, you're too mean. Yeah. And I was like, okay, then there's a difference between mean, mean and tough or yeah. you're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. And that difference. And then just, yeah. I think I think it's it's just that like not necessarily experience. I think it's different people taught me like mm-hmm. different way of being and reacting. Mm-hmm. And there is also there's an old proverb. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it says uh, the tra- the pain that you don't transform, you will transmit. So mm-hmm. like you said, hurt people hurt people, and there's a reason for that. So if I'm going to incur pain, if I don't do something with it, I'm going to transmit it. Otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can't transform it, I'm going to transmit it. So the whole grace thing, and I actually, I love that because that's that's a very, very important aspect of life that I think not enough people extend. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm wondering, when did, because you had talked a little bit, and I would watched a little bit of your stories on, like, how you went from, I guess, quote-unquote, like, faithless to faith. So I'm wondering, when did faith start to play a massive role in your life? Last year. Last year? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you know what it's like mm-hmm. like when you have a taste of something like mm-hmm. imagine like you know being able to taste like like a really like warm barbecue chicken mm-hmm. with oh, rice and, and yeah like you know <laughs> and then all of a sudden you can't taste it mm-hmm. you're like what happened yeah. like something's missing mm-hmm. So there was about like four or five months in my life where I started I wanted to grow my relationship with God and I did mm-hmm. um, was there something that gave you that? Like, yes, yeah. I went through a really hard time in okay. my life. Um, where same kind of thing, like mm-hmm. I, I like I lost myself to a relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like, I need to find who I am because mm-hmm. you know, we need to be smart enough to realize when mm-hmm. we're repeating cycles, yeah. like straight up, like like it doesn't just happen. Oh, like the same things happened to me like three or four times. Yeah. Like no, it's it's your fault mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. Like Those you allow it, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I kept repeating the same thing over and over again. I was like, okay, well, my sister's Christian. Mm -hmm. Let me just, you know, go and figure it out. So I did a program called Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery? Yeah, Celebrate Recovery. So it's a faith-based program where you, you know, you learn and you heal through your past hurts, hang-ups, and habits. So Mm -hmm. I did that program. It was about 22 weeks or remember it's maybe like four months or three months and um or maybe it's longer but it was every single monday and it was a really great commitment program and like all of us we have we make mistakes right so you know you can go to therapy you can do it all but it's applying the work and Mm -hmm. what i was not able to do is i knew it Mm -hmm. but there is the difference between knowing and doing it (laughs) and things in your past will always creep up and it's up to you to be like "Hmm," or like you welcome it in um Unfortunately, I was still very new in my faith, and I think that I had the tools. I just didn't know how to add them in, mm-hmm. um, and that's where the importance of a community and accountability comes in. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have that, you're bound to fail. Yeah, God is enough, but you need sometimes you need something more as a 
person new in your faith. And I didn't have that. So your girl kind of like stumbled upon the past again and it happens like it happens to the best of us. And I think of when we're when you're able to confess and come out with it, it's like that felt good. Right. And so um, that happened. And then um, I didn't extend a lot of grace to myself. I was really pissed off at myself. I was like, yo, I can't believe you're doing this again. Like, God is not going to love you. Mm -hmm. Like, here you are again, making the same mistakes that you said you weren't going to make. And now we're here. And um and when I had a taste of that love and that like peace that I felt when it was just me and God like in the trenches together being like just one-on-one it's almost like getting to know like being in a relationship and getting to know someone you want to know everything about them and you want them to be with you like you want to be around and that's how my relationship with God was for like a really big chunk of time but when you have somebody else who can also do that and you replace God with it, that becomes a problem. So that happened uh, for a few months and I was like still torn, broken, and this time seven times harder. Um, And it, you know, that's how it happens. It usually strikes back harder. If you don't learn the first time, then you better learn the second time. And if you don't, it hurts harder that time. And I was like on my knees, like honestly, I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. Um, The pain, I, like, I don't know how to describe it. Um, It even gets me, like, emotional thinking how I let myself get to the pain Mm -hmm. of, like, feeling so empty and not important, not significant, and still knowing that I'm not that, Mm -hmm. but identifying with nothing. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was, like, I feel like I'm back at zero, but I already know the work. So what do I have to do? Um... And that's the beautiful thing about like knowing God and like it's it just amazes me that there's never anything that we can do or that we don't do that he won't love us for. Mm-hmm. And I remember the like being like crying, like deadbeat on my knees, like yeah. down at the ground in my basement and I was just like I'm sorry and I felt the peace that I have never felt for like those six seven months and it was just so beautiful to know that it wasn't what I had done Mm -hmm. but it's where I am today Mm -hmm. and that I was surrendering to God so I did um again I you know had an accountability partner I was like listen like this is what I'm going through these are my struggles Mm -hmm. like can can you hold me accountable yeah Um, And it's so beautiful to be able to have people like that. I don't have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And that's why I am that person to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I open up my doors to prayer and to um, being an accountability partner to others Mm -hmm. because I know that you're bound to fail without somebody. So that journey started. I got baptized in September Mm -hmm. um, 28th, 2021. Um, And I honestly say um, I'm human. Yeah. I make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, we are born into sin, um, but it's up to us to make a decision every day to be better than we were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that's when, like, I would say it was, it wasn't even like faithless to with faith. Mm-hmm. It was like bottom zero, mm-hmm. like having, like being empty and broken mm-hmm. to now I'm a glass mirror, like being put together with some tape, mm-hmm. but it's like invisible tape. So you can't even see that it was broken. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so weird that I'm like seeing it no, that way. That yeah. You, like it's mm-hmm. like, I can, I can even feel it that like I'm broken, but it's my brokenness that allows me to be the person that I am. And, mm-hmm. um, again, every day it's like, we make mistakes, you know, but I, th- I think that the hardest thing for me is that I don't know how to have grace for myself. So mm-hmm. this tough skin, yeah. I also have it on me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, girl, like, what's wrong? You're not posting content. You're mm-hmm. not working on your business. You didn't pray today. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, you weren't nice to your mom today. Like, I have that to myself yeah. um, that I need to learn how to now extend the same grace that God would for me. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I love that. Wow. And honestly, I think I think what you said, well, the grace thing is very important. But I also, what I'm curious of, because obviously like I go to church so mm-hmm. I, I read and I have a community and stuff like that and one thing we had talked about was you know generally the consensus is that you know once you make that decision mm-hmm. things get easier <laughs> and they don't <laughs> see there we go so things don't get mm-hmm. easier but not only that there are things you, you still have to lose but the, the loss is not a loss it's gain if you're getting something better so I'm wondering when you made that decision were there things I'm assuming there are things you had to lose like, were those things you were willing to lose at the time? No. No. I, you know what? Mm-hmm. 
the way you put it is exactly what I need to hear right now. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I, you know, no one knows how I walked in here, yeah. okay? No one knows how I'm leaving out. But mm-hmm. right now, there are things that I'm currently battling with mm-hmm. that I need to lose in order to gain. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to lose, like, are you willing to lose the things of the world for the blessings that heaven brings? Mm-hmm. And that is our biggest struggle sometimes. It's like, because it's a tangible yeah. object, right? Mm-hmm. If I was like... This is empty. Let's say it's empty. Yeah. Actually, it is empty. That was like, I have this, yeah. but I'm not going to give it to you, mm-hmm. but you want this because you think there's water in it. Mm-hmm. And then behind, I have like an, a, a pond full of water for you, ready for you to drink. But yeah. you want this because it's right with you right now. Yeah, you but what's it. behind me, you can't see. Mm-hmm. It's unknown. You don't know if it's actually going to be filled or not. You, mm-hmm. It might be empty. It might be full. It might not be enough. Mm-hmm. But what if it is enough? Mm-hmm. And that's where... Um, it's actually such a confirmation that you asked me that question because mm-hmm. I've lost a lot of things. And in mm-hmm. particular, like I, I, I know I'm mentioning relationships a lot because I've yeah. been shaped by a lot of my relationships. Yeah. And sometimes it's the people that we don't want to let go of both male or female mm-hmm. friends, businesses. I didn't want to let go of the club. Mm-hmm. I wanted to dance at the club yeah. and I was teaching. I wasn't like doing bad things. I yeah. was teaching, you know, I was staying there till like two, three in the morning, mm-hmm. I was I wasn't being a bad person. Yeah. But that's not where God wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. So if I had to let go of that money and that position in order to receive another blessing, then yes. Mm-hmm. Same thing with being a bartender. There's nothing bad with it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't God's plan for my life. It was just temporary. Mm-hmm. I had to let it go and it hurt. How did you know? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh-huh. I didn't but know. It was, that, it was like a, um, I have, again, like I had, my sister has always been like my crutch when it comes to these things. Okay. And she's like, honestly, Sophie, like, I think there's more for you. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, it's one of those things that everybody around you could tell you, yeah. but unless you know it in yourself, like somebody could be like, girl, that man ain't no good. Yeah. Like <laughs> that girl, she's trouble. And you're like, but I want it. And yeah. unless you know it for yourself, mm-hmm. you're not gonna, you're, you're not gonna do it. So that's something that happened to me is like everybody, um, was saying like you're meant for greater you're meant Mm -hmm. to do greater but i'm like i love this job like but sometimes it's that feeling like i walked into work one day and Mm -hmm. an incident happened like it's always like something happens that confirms you're not meant to be there Mm -hmm. in every situation i'll pray and i'm like god you need to show me that i don't need to be here yeah and then something happens and then i'm like that wasn't it yeah like no 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 that couldn't have been it like god show me again Yeah, yeah and it's like Shows me again yeah. in a different, and I'm like, mm, that wasn't like that was it. No, no, yeah, no, that yeah. couldn't have been a sign, you <laughs> know. And we want to keep telling ourselves that that's not it, and that's what kept happening, like thing after another after another. And it's not that there was anybody that was bad. It wasn't like a bad place. Yeah. It was I. I served my season there. So mm-hmm. when I left, I was in the washroom. Like, do I, like I called like thirty people. Like, mm-hmm. this just happened. Like, do I quit? What do I do? Da, da, da. And they're like, Sophia, just know that if you're feeling this way, it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. The best decision that you can make is the one you make, not that anyone makes for you. So whatever you're going to make, trust that it's going to be the best decision. When I quit there, I cried for like two days. Which, the bartender or the... My bartending job. I bawled my eyes out. Mm -hmm. Same thing with my dance studio. I had to let it go. We had to move out of the house. I Mm -hmm. bawled my eyes out. I was like, this is my studio. This is my job. all in a small span of time? Yeah. Um, 2019, Mm -hmm. 2020. So, boom, boom. Uh, Yeah, October Mm -hmm. and then March. Okay, jeez. So yeah, uh-huh. and it, well, I made the studio in March. I we didn't move out till like just last year. Okay. So very like similar, close in time, but not really. But it's yeah. it was always like loss. Like mm-hmm. you see it as loss. Mm-hmm. If someone leaves, it's a loss. Mm-hmm. If I leave the job, it's a loss. If yeah. my studio's gone, it's a loss. But what you don't see is the gain. Mm-hmm towards like giving it up right because who i was before that relationship and who i was before the job and who i was before the opportunity Mm -hmm. i came out a completely different person so it's Mm -hmm. not i didn't really lose it just seems like it because it's not where i expected to be and you also don't see it instantly that's and you don't see it instantly anytime i've left something or someone i was like (laughs) broken like absolutely broken but then like you know, you, you, you have to let yourself feel yeah. and then let yourself cry, mm-hmm. let yourself be hurt, mm-hmm. um, let everyone around you know, yeah. have resources. But after that, I, it was always like, wow, like mm-hmm. this is the piece I've been missing. Yeah. Like this is the silence that I get now. Mm-hmm. This is like the freedom that I have. And you don't see that. So, I mean, even me, like even me knowing and have done it like already like six times, yeah. losing just to gain the goodness of God, losing just to gain peace, losing mm-hmm. just to gain clarity. It's like, 
right now as we speak my head is like are you willing to lose that to get mm -hmm. something better mm -hmm. and it's crazy how no matter how much we think we know mm -hmm. and we've done it and we've experienced it it's always going to come back because life is a constant test so and even the value thing you don't really you don't understand value until you have it mm -hmm. right so if you're saying you know to gain peace and things like this that people would deem valuable mm -hmm. but you don't understand their value until you have them mm -hmm. but not only that i'm looking at what is value valuable to me right now so mm -hmm. if that's a job that you know provides me x amount of money that is very valuable to me i can't foresee or i can't see past that because if i lose that i can't i don't know what happens mm -hmm. after and the i'm going to bring it back to identity because what you said was very important and i identify identity with season because what we do sometimes is we stay in a season longer than we need to. <laughs> we stay in a season. Someone needs to like turn off the camera. <laughs> we we stay in a season longer than we need to. And mm -hmm. the goal for my life, the goal I've always only as of recently I've tried to set for my life is I want to live everything in its season. So that way when the season passes, I'm not left lamenting what was lost, but living in what comes next. And the fact of the matter is, you know, if we're bringing God in the conversation, he's not in your last season. Mm -hmm. He's in this season. So if I'm still either complaining about last season that I'm missing what this season brings. And oftentimes I'll use, you can probably use the dance example. I can use the soccer example to love something. And then for it to turn toxic is not a normal thing, but it becomes normal if you stay in that season too long. So for soccer, for me, that was something I did for too long. And I knew that, like you mm -hmm. said, like when I asked you how you knew about the bartending thing and you said, I just knew like there were instances that happened. I'm like, yeah, this is not, I shouldn't be here any longer. It was the same thing for me for soccer. And that, Maybe I stayed in that two to three years longer than I needed to. Wow. Only because, like you said, you identify yourself with dancing or you identify yourself with this job mm -hmm. and I identify myself with what I do when really what I do can be taken away from me at any point in time. Yep. Like you can lose your job at any point mm -hmm. in time. I can get injured and never play soccer again at any mm -hmm. point in time. But peace is not necessarily something you can lose. That's something you can give away. Mm -hmm. But to lose it is not in somebody else's power. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with patience. Like that's something nobody can take that away from you. People can try to they can provoke mm -hmm. you but even still to give that up is your own doing that's not somebody else's doing mm -hmm. so when it comes to seasons and trying to stay in something that you know i really like this and i can't foresee me liking something just as much as this and then you actually decide to give it up and again the whole and this 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 is really what i love about seasons is that when you're in it you don't understand why you're in it until after like, I'm sure you can think of instances where, whether it be relationships, where it's like, man, I hate that I was in that. But now, three, four years after, I'm like, ah, okay, now I see why I was in that. Not only mm -hmm. that, I learned what I was doing that would keep me in that. Mm -hmm. But if you're only focused on how it feels, then it's very easy to get lost in the understanding of things and trying to see, okay, I'm in this, I shouldn't be in this, or I'm at this job, I really like it. Um, I don't want to lose it. And then something happens or you get this urge or you talk to a sister or you talk to whether a faith partner or whatever. And they're like, you're, you're meant for something else. And you're like, yeah, but this is the else that I'm talking about mm -hmm. or this is what it should be. And it's that constant wrestle. So like now, now I want to bring it to content creation because like I said, like that's something I find that very interesting. Is that something if we bring it into this whole you know, you were bartending, you were serving. Was content creation ever something on your mind at that point in time when you were doing those things? No. Um, I was always like, um, like I was in a network, in a network marketing company during that mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, even while I was like, I've always loved taking photos. And when people ask okay. me like, how did you get so good at it? I'm like, for me, I don't, um, I don't me uh, remember a lot of things. Okay. Like I just forget. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't remember what I did yesterday. Yeah. Um, sometimes I suppress things. It's mm -hmm. just like a coping mechanism as well. Mm -hmm. And the best way for me to remember is to take photos and videos. So, okay. um, if you look at my phone, I have like let me t let me like actually tell you. I have even like, on the way here in your car. <laughs> I have forty thousand photos and videos on, th on this phone i have another phone that Wait, probably how many gigabytes is this phone um 256 ah, okay I'm like there's no way 64 and i have terabytes <laughs> but you have terabytes yeah there's no but way. i love documenting i love creating organically and mm -hmm. i think that i always love to do it but i didn't think and i loved always like people would talk to me and be like hey, i have this job or this business tip or like this business idea that i'm having and i would like share mm -hmm. how they could make it come to life yeah. but i was never like this isn't what i'm gonna what i'm gonna do like i'm not like a life coach or a business coach or anything yeah. but then um 
just I, I did hire a coach, so this was 2021. Okay. Um, I hired a business coach, mm-hmm. a pas- passion coach, mm-hmm. because at the beginning of me working with her, I just said, like, I want to do my dance career. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to help me build my dance career. And then I was like, no, I want to become a, a person of, like, value, of, of authenticity, of creation, and do what I love. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, what about, like, social media? Like, I need help, and you seem to be good at that. So I was just, like, mm-hmm. trying. Like, I was just testing out the waters. I didn't yeah. know if I was actually good at this i knew that i was always on instagram i was always on my phone because everyone was always like well yeah (laughs) i love being on it it literally sounds like that like imagine just having a tape recorder like you're always on your phone yeah i know uh and now it's my business so i am always on my phone and it's so beautiful to see the transition of judgment Mm -hmm. and like fear of like oh my gosh like i'm actually gonna do this as a business like what do you mean? How am I going to make the money? Who's mm-hmm. going to be my client? What if people don't have the money to pay? Because yeah. I'm not going to lie. My prices are expensive. Mm-hmm. But there are further people that can pay that price. Yeah. Right? So it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, how am I going to do that? Like, yeah. what kind of person am I? That's so selfish. But yeah. it's like, I never thought that this is where I would be, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, my goal calendar for 2020 says by 2022 or by when I'm 24, I'm going to have a house mm-hmm. with ki- five kids by living. 24? By 24. In tw- by 20 years old, I was journaling saying, like, I want to have ca- five kids, have mm-hmm. a husband, yeah. um, like, live in L.A. And this the start of the pandemic. No, you said 2020? 2020. Yeah, that's like 20. Pandemic. Yeah, 2020, but also like 2019. Like I, I remember just journaling. Like uh-huh. in two years, uh-huh. by the end of 2022, what's my long term goal? Like yeah. I remember just writing it down and being like, I'm gonna have kids. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna travel. I'm gonna have like different dance conferences all around the world. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how, I, like I said, I want to be a speaker and talk about dancing and mm-hmm. and have many people. But that's exactly what I'm doing right now. It's mm-hmm. just not dancing. Mm-hmm. I am speaking in front of people. I spoke in front of my church. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am speaking in front of people. This is virtual. Yeah. I am hosting events, and they're not dance events, but they're content creation yeah, events. I saw that too. Congratulations right? on and that. I'm, thank you. And mm-hmm. I want to go, and like we're planning like in the States as well. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's funny how, yes, our, our vision could be what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. But what if this is God's vision for me? What if the vision is, Sophia, I want you to speak in front of people and start your own podcast. Mm-hmm. What if it's, I want you to speak in front of a church? What if it's, I want you to speak in front of the youth? What if it's, I want you to hold, um, you know, women's nights and worship nights as mm-hmm. your events? Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing it as content. I'm seeing it as dance. I'm yeah. seeing it as this. I'm not seeing, title, and that's title, where, title title title, 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 where God's like, this is just what you do. Mm-hmm. You're my child. Mm-hmm. You just do this. So it's funny. Like when I journal it, I'm just like, hmm, what if, what if two years later, like I'm not doing this? Yeah. So maybe let me just be more in, more like mm, intentional yeah. and not just be like, mm, I want to have five kids. Like, yeah, yeah. let's just like leave that out of the picture because yeah, yeah. then I'll be disappointed, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, okay. Whew. Wow, that's actually yeah. So content creation. I know when you find out when when you think about it, I'm like, I'm 24 years old. Imagine me having. I like. I look at myself. I'm like, I could never. Like, I guess that goes to show how much you love kids. But even still, I have nieces and nephews that are my whole entire world. Most of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I'm wondering. (laughs) You're like, girl, you Uh, wild. (laughs) No, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. I actually, because because I'm I'm trying to tie things together because you said the content creation. That was never on your mind. No. And then before that, you were saying you never wanted to leave your job as serving mm-hmm. or bartending. So did the content creation come as a result of you leaving that job? Like, if you don't leave those jobs, do you think you would have gotten into, into content creation still? Or were you, like, comfortable in those spaces? I think that it's not until you literally leave the most comfortable position of your life that you're not, for- you're not forced to actually think about anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, if something the studio had to be out of my hands and uh-huh. knew that I was, we were selling our house on September 3rd yeah. and they were going to move in on November 3rd. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't find something to do between those two months, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I feel like a lot of people get lost in this. Like, I don't know what to do. And so they don't do nothing yeah. or I don't know what to do. So I do something. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do nothing. Cause mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I don't know how to do nothing. Uh-huh. That's my, that's actually like a little bit of a problem. Like I don't know how to be still yeah. and not do you anything. I'm always trying to mm-hmm. like, I could start like selling water bottles if I, if tomorrow like content creation yeah. stops, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, but, um, yeah, I, I think that it wasn't until I literally left everything and just let it go. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, like let go and let God and be like, 
then present to me the opportunities present to me the people because if it wasn't for my coach mm-hmm. being like well i'm not doing so well on social media like can you help me yeah i was like Hmm, I can I do it for myself anyways I might as well do it for you and then doing it for her was like then another person of like hey can you do this and then another person another person so I'm Mm -hmm. like okay so I can do this like this is proof that I can Mm -hmm. and sometimes we just need the feedback because if you would have never done your first episode Mm -hmm. or bought the equipment Mm -hmm. or whatever you would have never knew that you actually enjoyed it as much as you do or that it would have gone well and that feedback is what actually helps us get going mm-hmm. but if you quit your job mm-hmm. you leave soccer yeah. and you sit on your house it's, i sit at your house and i'm like well i don't even know if i can get a job yeah. like i don't even know if i can do this i don't even know if i can do that and somebody gives you an idea like hey dude like let's start a podcast and you're like yeah i don't think we can do that like yeah. i'm just gonna do nothing yeah. and wait for somebody else something else to come like hey dude let's launch this mm-hmm. hey let's help me partner up with this and you're like oh yeah i don't know i'm just not gonna do anything it's your fault mm-hmm. That's now your fault. And that's what I was not willing to kind of stay complacent in is like, I can always do something about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so yeah. let's talk about content creation now. So you had your conference. Content summit. Content yeah. Content summit. So mm-hmm. how did that come about? Because that was a big thing for you. Mm-hmm. So how did that come about? So long story short, uh-huh. I was never a fan of women. I have Sorry. like, I had like a chip on my shoulder for women. Like women women in general. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, like women, like females. Yeah. Um, And here's the reason why. I I grew up in high school with uh, like a woman. What do do people call it? Like a, like a, I I can't find the word. It's like Uh on the tip of my tongue. It was the whole like, I don't associate with girls because they're too much drama. Oh, okay. I see. So I associated myself with only men. Like my my boys, my best friends are guys. Yeah. Because I, I, got in this whole like paradigm that women are evil mm-hmm. for like my whole high school so that trickled into like business and uh-huh. and always it was always competition with women it was okay. like we could not coincide in the same space mm-hmm. same with my friends i lost a lot of friendships because i would get jealous over them mm-hmm. or they would get jealous mm-hmm. and we were just not friends anymore mm-hmm. so um that was like the chip on my shoulder that i had for a really long time mm-hmm. until i started realizing like being friends with guys can only get you so far yeah like, y'all are great, yeah. <laughs> men are great, right. not dissing, <laughs> but women need women friendships. Yeah. Women need women, men need men, mm-hmm. right? In lots of different areas. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was like, especially um, starting, like working in a restaurant, like I was working with women bartenders. So it was me obviously being able to be in a group of people working together. Um, that's part of team building. Mm-hmm. And then it was like dance. Okay, now I, I know I want to teach. So my demographic and like my niche is going to be women. And yeah. now come to the content summit. Okay, I had gotten over being with women in dance. And I was still, you know, the teacher. And they were my students. Yeah. But now I'm a part equal. of businesses. Mm-hmm. I am equal. And I think I was always either somebody was un- one up of me or I was one up of them. And mm-hmm. I hated that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand it. So even when I had my clients and it was like, you're my client. So I'm serving you. And, yeah. you know. I'm your your provider, so I provide for you. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that to always be the case. I said, like, where can I put myself on an equal level with these women and mm-hmm. business? And I said, you know what would be cool? There's a lot of people that probably, one, can't afford my services. Yeah. Two, the pandemic really, really pushed their business far down back mm-hmm. and their confidence and their belief in themselves mm-hmm. that are sitting at home wishing that they could have opportunities but there's none. Yeah. There's no opportunities. And I said, well, I, I honestly prayed about this and God gave me connection, content, community, and then mm-hmm. creation. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, and then the last word was confidence. Okay. So to tie it in together, I was like, I knew this was it because the word confidence is in confidence and movement yeah. and confidence is a lot of things that I talk about. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, this is God. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, so we're going to do a community event. I told my coach, I'm like, we're going to do, and you can trace it back to the video I did with her where she was like, what's your next 90 day goal? And this yeah. was in January. And I was like, I'm going to host an event for women in business to bring them together to connect, create content confidently. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. Yeah. I didn't know where I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. We were shut down. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know when this was going to happen. And mm-hmm. it was a process of just really having that burning desire to bring women together mm-hmm. and really bring and mag- like form a magical like thing there. Like, yeah. women were laughing. They were connecting. They were networking. They were creating content. Mm-hmm. They were talking about their businesses. They were talking about their hardships. And it was one place, one room for everybody to truly be on the same level. It wasn't mm-hmm. you're better than me. It wasn't I have more experience than you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like 
very um saturated with the same businesses mm -hmm. it was everybody that was supposed to be that was meant to be there was there and mm -hmm. that was the beautiful part is that um we were sold out yeah I saw like that. we had every like everything that was that was there from the photographers to the food mm -hmm. to the goodie bags to the people was literally divine mm -hmm. so that's how it came to me it was it was a burning desire to bring something together that mm -hmm. i didn't have mm -hmm. like we didn't have the community i don't i didn't have the community i wanted i desired it mm -hmm. and if i can't have a community then i'm gonna make it for myself I love that. and then if other people don't have that community then you can be part of mine mm -hmm. and we're just building like i'm literally like just amazed at how i have that desire for more in mm -hmm. multiple cities mm -hmm. but we i know that toronto is where we need it the most mm -hmm. so this is where i'm going to focus on mm -hmm. new york miami atlanta will speak for themselves okay. but here is like where the like it needs to be like structured yeah. and built so usually when you're when you're starting a project like that because mm -hmm. i've done a couple projects like that mm -hmm. things don't always end up the way you think they will so i'm wondering what were some either some roadblocks or things you had to navigate around where it's like okay i want to do this but this is not possible so i have to do something else Mm, so the location okay like everything involves money yeah so it was expensive i mm -hmm. didn't expect to spend as much money i wanted to make money yeah right don't we all yeah. and i ended up spending a lot more money which is fine because i focus on the service i okay. said if i can find a really great space mm -hmm. then that's gonna be speak more volumes than me having like a cheaper place cheaper. and making money because it wasn't about that anymore mm -hmm. um the second ro so location a second one was um um me doing everything alone i think i have okay. like you, you know this super no 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 i didn't end up doing it okay. myself. i did want to because yeah. i said i don't want you to take the credit yeah i want this to be a me thing mm -hmm. like this really? is my name this is my event mm -hmm. it's my project and it goes back to the titles when we focus so much on that title mm -hmm. we don't allow the blessing to come in so i actually ended up having an assistant mm -hmm. who came in like divinely helped me so much her name is shundal mm -hmm. um and she literally just worked through everything with me i had my coach there i had two of my best friends support me as well and mm -hmm. it was like I can't believe I was trying to do this alone and I was yeah. still exhausted like I still did a lot of work so um, I think the biggest roadblock is ourselves like we tend we we know we want something we have a vision it's okay to have a vision but there's also it's also okay to have a different path to that because I wanted this mm -hmm. the path that I took was this <laughs> yeah right but it was still the same outcome yeah, yeah right so sometimes it's there's different ways to do things they might take a little longer they might require more support mm -hmm. and now i know for next time exactly what i need to do exactly what i'm not going to do mm -hmm. um i mean planning the event with 21 days notice was definitely Jeez. a i was i i feel like i'm very impulsive in that way where mm -hmm. i'm like hey i'm gonna host an event tomorrow yeah. who's coming right that's yeah. what i did right so i also think that um you know allowing more time allowing like you know being just like strategic yeah. right helps like not being just of impulse yeah. um so yeah that's definitely things that were i would say roadblocks but everything you know it's meant to be when it just it's just easy and awesome. my coach says says this all the time is that things can be easy if you let them to we're just the complicated ones mm -hmm. like nothing's hard money isn't hard mm -hmm clients aren't hard mm -hmm. being happy isn't hard mm -hmm. we're just the complicated ones that make everything so difficult but it mm -hmm. could be easy if we just let it and that's what i did i was like this is going to be the easiest day of my life mm -hmm. and that's what it was because i let it be and how important is your coach to you like she's my life yeah yeah so how did you find her um i found her on instagram mm -hmm. i kept finding like i kept seeing like her face mm -hmm. um and then like somebody i knew and respected a lot posted her on her story and i was like well if this person you know knows her then i need to know her yeah. and i did a one call with her in the moment like she started speaking to me i started crying and i was really? like i need to work with you and yeah. my program was only six months and i'm on my like second half like i renewed it again mm -hmm. to work with her six months because like i said the work is never done mm -hmm. right i could have finished working with her after six months when i reached my goal mm -hmm. which was like starting my business but i knew that that wasn't the end of us working together because i'm still a developing human and mm -hmm. she literally takes me like when i don't believe in myself mm -hmm. which is very often she installs this belief in me that's like she won't even believe she won't even say she believes in me she's she'll say you know exactly what you need to do mm -hmm. you already know like what you have to do mm -hmm. you're just not doing it and then i'm like the dang clicks so so, um, so okay outside because i might know the answer to this question but mm -hmm. this is for someone who might not know what are some things she provides for you that maybe you find it or found it difficult for you to provide for yourself 
discipline. Discipline. Okay. Discipline and not I like I want to like debunk the whole motivation thing because mm-hmm. she doesn't provide motivation. Okay. It's not that she motivates me; it's that she inspires me. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't have discipline; mm-hmm. is that somebody else is able to bring that insight of what discipline looks like. Okay. So I feel like for me, I she was able to install that belief that I knew exactly what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right, I do. Mm-hmm. Like, we have intuition. Um, she has a lot of knowledge. Like, mind you, like her mentor is, her mentor works hand in hand with Bob Proctor, who now okay. transitioned. Yeah. But um, it's very beautiful to know that the person that you're working with is very aligned mm-hmm. and very connected to themselves because she was able to help me connect to myself to be like, I do know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I do know my next steps. I know exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, it's not that I wasn't motivated because I believe that motivation is a, is not true. Yeah. I don't want to say it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be like, I disagree. Yeah. I think that it's not true. I think that I'm not, I haven't been motivated to go to the gym in a month. Mm-hmm. But why I got up this morning to go to the gym and yesterday was because I'm like, my goal doesn't reflect what I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. which is being lazy and sitting on the couch. Yeah. If your goal is to work on that marathon, mm-hmm. right, go and run that marathon. But, you know, you've been part of the goal is for you to create 10 podcasts yeah. and why you want to do that is to impact your family or to help somebody. You have a deeper why yeah. you need to be so connected to that. Why that anything that comes to push you down, mm-hmm. that's the reason why you stay up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we forget about that. And she reminded me of that. She's like, what's your why? And I I mentioned it to her briefly because she already knew what it was. Mm -hmm. And she was like, so why are you like, why aren't you not going after it in all spectrum? Mm -hmm. Because I went after my why in my business, Mm -hmm. but I didn't go out in my why for my personal health. Mm -hmm. Part of my my why is for me to be healthy, both mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Mm -hmm. But... And financially, but I was doing the financial part, but not doing the mental, the spiritual, the emotional. Mm-hmm. And that to me, I was like, da-ding, like it, it clicked. So even though the action of going to the gym, I didn't want to do, yeah. I still did it because my why was directly connected to that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to find things outside of the actual action to inspire you so yeah. that you can have that motivation to do that. Mm-hmm. But you're not just going to be like, I'm motivated today. Yeah. You motivate me. Nah, no, it's going to be like, like I'm, I'm motivated and inspired by the reason why I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And whether it's money, whether it's a future, like I'm, I really, really want to provide my kids whenever I have them mm-hmm. and my family and my partner mm-hmm. a really good life. Mm-hmm. But I know that if right now, I am not working towards it physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, in all those ways, mm-hmm. then it's not going to happen. Facts. So every day I look towards being the best version of myself for that me. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And for my last question for mm-hmm. us to wrap it up. So I'm wondering, because again, I work with like a lot of high school kids mm-hmm. and a youth leader at Portico. So I'm wondering, as my last question, what would you say to say a teenage girl who is struggling with confidence and these kind of things especially in high school, like either relating back to your own experience or things that, you know, you didn't know then that maybe are your coach taught you or you've come to realize now. Well, high school is a scary place Mm -hmm. and I'll be straight up. And it's only, um, it, it doesn't stop there. Mm -hmm. I know that's not what you probably wanted me to say, but it doesn't stop there. And there's always going to be things that affect you in your life if you let it. Mm -hmm. And when I was in high school, I let those things happen to me. I genuinely believe that if I knew better, I would have done better. And I think that the advice that I would give is to ask questions and have somebody that you can trust with your dear heart. Because if you do, and if that's you, mm-hmm. you'll never fall. Mm-hmm. Because if I come to you and say like, hey, listen, like something's happened to me at school. Like I really need your support mm-hmm. and you are there to support me. I don't I don't think I would have failed as much. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have hurt as much. I think I still would have, you know, had to experience some things on my own, yeah. but it doesn't have to be as painful. It doesn't have to hurt. You don't have to be unhappy. You don't deserve to wake up in the morning and hate your life. You don't deserve to go to bed crying yourself to sleep mm-hmm. and wake up doing the same thing. And um, and I think another thing is... Um, placing our labels on things like I mentioned so um for some high schoolers I don't know how it is now but I knew back then it was all about 
guys and it was all about that hasn't changed you know who had who had who had the nicest clothes who had you know the best civvies outfit who had the best shoes um who was the flies who had the nicest hair and i think in a world where we focus so much on the physical things is um when you remember who you are and why you've been called to this earth and you know that it's deeper than you just being physically here um seek within right um seeking within may look like reading a book that you love um doing something you love if you really love to dance and you know you want to go do it like google a dance class near you like i did that so many times where i'm like i just want to move and like i don't know how to or i want to go and watch a movie and i don't know who to go with like i would just find out things around me that i knew would kind of um help me heal um and definitely like if you are watching this and you know you've been introduced to god or you've heard it or you're hearing it now and you're like what is that thing mm-hmm. uh who is that um i think the most important thing is remember that like you're here on this earth for a reason and when you know that i feel like it almost strikes you to um want to know more about that mm-hmm. so i was really like well i want to know more and when you want to know more and that curiosity is where you allow god and you open up the doors from to fill you with the answers um because if you're not curious or you don't ask the questions then you'll never know so definitely you know find find out what you love because mm-hmm. if you don't somebody else will tell you what you love mm-hmm. and that's Some not you know <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else will tell you what you love if you don't know what you love yourself. Um, if there isn't like a parent or a parental figure or somebody that you can look up to and say like, hey, I'm going through this, find somebody that you can trust and give them give them your honesty in your heart because they will give it right back to you. And um, believe that there is a God that can make all things happen. And no matter what you're going through, it's not too small and not too big for him to literally take you out and put you in a better situation. But it's that desire to really just be filled and and you could be where i was and like bottom on the floor being like i don't know if i'm gonna make it i don't know what i'm gonna do and god can literally take you out of that and place you somewhere better that you would have never thought or even imagined Mm -hmm. but it's just actually allowing that to happen so it's a um it's a what is it what does nipsey say it's a marathon not a race marathon not a race yeah something like that it's not a race it's a marathon and i i believe and apply that to every area of my life like it's just it's it's lengthy guys Mm -hmm. you know i'm here i'm 24 and i I, like i said i feel like i've been around for a while and it's it's lengthy Mm -hmm. um but it's worth it and if you allow to see every situation as a blessing and an opportunity less than a or like that you get to experience these things and not that uh, you have to or that this happened to you. Um, I think that that's the biggest blessing is understanding that things happen for you and you are exactly where you need to be experiencing what you need to experience and it only gets better from there. I love that. Thank you, Sophia. Yeah. So nice having you around the table. Episode seven. Enjoy. Thank you. Lovely.